Before we start the podcast, we would like to say a quick thank you to all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do this podcast. To start, we'd like to say thank you to our Neon Haze Clubbers. Thank you, Gorham Palmer and Albert Halbert. Next, we'd like to say thank you to all of our Shadows regulars. Thank you, Janice Libby and Elizabeth Palmer. Thank you, Otto Hauser and Wes Pickman. And last but not least, thank you, Jamie and Sabino. And thank you again to everyone who has donated. It's because of your generosity that we're able to keep telling this story. Now on to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to D3 the Podcast, where the rules are suggestions and the suggestions are rules. As always, I'm your faithful GM Jacob, and as always with me, I have... For a minute, I thought Caleb was going to go first for some reason, but then I realized it's my job to go first. It's been a while. It's been a while. Hi, my name is Ruby, and I play Lav. Hi, my name is Caleb, and I play Theo. Thank God I'm not the silly one anymore when it comes to the intros. It's so easy. It's so easy to be the normal one. I just have to say my name and my character's name, and boom, I'm done. I mean, now you're both just normal ones. There's no, I like, mean, panic of, oh, I shit, think of something. Like, Oh, I think we should warn our listeners that I have a dragon on a leash right now because she's been a prissy bitch lately. Sure. She's been... <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know if it's separation anxiety or, like, she can tell that Corona's going about and she's freaked out about it. I don't know what's going on with our dragon, but she has lately been an absolute hellion. So, audience, uh, in other news, if you hear, like, clicking or rustling or stuff, that's because the rats uh, who are behind me are very active this morning for some fucking reason. It's really funny because I checked. It's not the moon because it's a waxing crescent moon. Uh, okay. So... We open this mission with you guys at a neighborhood watch meeting. Uh, everyone's there, including Fluffy. Yay! Can Lav be holding Fluffy? Sure, Lav can be holding Fluffy. Is Fio looking jealously at Lav? Um... He has one hand on Fluffy? Yes, correct. Incredible. These are all true statements. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, so, as you guys are there, uh, Shafiq comes in and says, Alright, big news, everyone. Big news. We think we've pinpointed the building they are holding the animals. Fuck yeah. A large part and thanks to the files that uh, Lavender and Fio found. Uh, it seems like they're a specific building owned by Cole Cult uh, Pharmaceuticals uh, recently put in a form for reimburse- reimbursement for a large order of both animal and human food. Uh, and then the ascending ones... Uh, they ordered a large purchase of anti-venom from the Ascending Ones, who sent an agent and followed them back to the same building. Oh, yes. My idea worked! Yeah, yeah, and we, we specifically knew to look for some of these things because of Lavender's suggestions. Nice. So, we do have two options for entering the building. Uh, we can either enter through the rooftop entrance, or from underground, uh, through the basement. 
Uh, both will be using, using uh, allies from different factions within the city to help us. For the rooftop entrance, we will be using the Den of the Lost and Found, which is one of the werewolf dens in the city. And if we go through the underground, we will be talking and using tunnels provided by the Sewer Kings, which is a vampire faction within the city that we've used before. Is there any suggestions or that anyone here prefers to do? Well, I mean, we really need to think about what we'll get to first and what sort of tactical advantages we might have. Because, I mean, I'm thinking if we go through the roof, we might get to the most important stuff first because people often put the most important stuff at the top levels of a building. But if we go through the bottom and we take over the first floor first, we can stop them from leaving the building. I will say I highly doubt they're going to be leaving the building. Yeah, but if anybody tries to evacuate anything. Uh, that's a fair point. Uh, I mean, there might be advantages to both. Um, so it's either it's up to you guys. So we can't go from both angles? We have to only go from one or the other? Uh, we theoretically can go from both angles, but we will be splitting our forces if we do. That could yeah, weaken our um, strength, and we don't know what they have. Sure. This building is most likely heavily protected. But it, it is the same group we're going to be attacking. Like, they have the same pool of people, too. I mean, unless it's defenses set up, like traps and magical defenses. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think we should go in through the bottom so they can't escape, and so we have an easier method of getting out of there. And eventually, we're blocking their escape. We have our evacuation, like you said, Fiel. But also, we might find more data in the basement. All right, so the basement it is. Uh, cool, so... Shafiq tells you you guys have a couple weeks to do any final preparations you need and get allies together and all that stuff. Um, you guys did most of your preparation during the last in-between, so I don't think you guys have much more to do, but if there's any things uh, you guys want to do before. Can I buy a bulk order of D4s? Yes, you can. Sure. Why Cow not? Drops. She'll use some of her um, extra... She'll use some of her extra... Sorry, for some reason I was talking in lav voice. Um, she'll use some of her extra dice bags. She'll load up a couple of, like, a bunch of her extra dice bags with these bulk purchases. Actually, she might just buy bulk dice because you step on any dice and you're confused. Sure. All and right. And you can also slip. Sure. Why not? So she's pretty much like, these are these are pretty much our caltrops. I just hope it doesn't end up like the Dresden Files. What? When... Dresden, at one point, he puts a bunch of marbles on the floor, and Murph is the one that slips on them. How incredible. And Gosh. she's like, Dresden, this isn't a cartoon. That sort of stuff doesn't work. Like, Well, it worked on her, in like, his I'm, defense. He's like, yeah, we're going up against a tree monster. Like, what? <laughs> incredible. Yeah, I bet the tree the tree has more rooted balance. Uh, So, you can buy a bunch of D4, sure. Yeah. You get two-day shipping. Because it's such a big, you get free two day shipping because it's such a big order. Noise. Uh, she's also gonna gaming. make sure. She's also gonna make sure that everybody has like an emergency trauma kit. I mean, yeah, the the watch is providing all that along with anything you guys need. Like you guys are going in with like animal Can food. Can she ask and Damien treats. to pay for the dice? Because that seems like something Damien would pay for. Uh, do you mean, do you talk to Shafiq about the watch paying for like, it? Can I be reimbursed for my Caltrops? Shafiq will ask Damien and sure, why not? You are, you are reimbursed for your dice. Your dice. But, but you do have to, they, the dice is owned by the neighborhood watch. That's fine. 
So you have to, you don't get to keep them. You don't get to keep those D4s. Yeah, no? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, the watch provides everyone has like a first aid kit. Everyone also is going in with like cages and leashes and containers to take any small or large animals out. It's uh, it's like collapsible cages. It's like the one we have, the temp cage that we have for um, the boys when they're ha- on medical quarantine. It like breaks down. So does Fio do anything over the couple weeks? Any last minute things to prepare or see good? I think he's pretty much ready. Looking over my sheet, he has more than what I remembered he had uh, prepared. So yeah, I think he's got those three potions. Like I think he's, I think he's pretty much all set. Yeah, no, that sounds, that's, that's why I said you guys, most of your preparing lasts in between. I didn't expect Lav to buy some uh, D4s, but Do you she ever has expect now. anything I do as a player? No, not at all. Yeah, because yeah, it's I'm a erratic. Little, that's a little hard to predict. <laughs> but Ruby Both of and... you have GM'd me for like a decade. I know, it's, it's, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll make that sacrifice. <laughs> Uh, so you guys are going to head in through the basement using uh, help from the Sewer Kings, which is a vampire faction within the city. Uh, you guys can make a, either an occult or streetwise role if you'd like to learn more about them. Sure. I'm going to start this check. Intelligence plus streetwise or intelligence plus uh, occult. You'll learn kind of slightly different stuff about them. Uh, I'll make a streetwise role. Cool. I don't get to use my streetwise that often, and it's actually really super good. <laughs> it's very good, yeah. Well, you guys did decide not to go, like, the criminal route with any of your stuff, so... Yeah, uh, I have three successes on my streetwise check. I have four check. successes. On your occult roll? Yeah. Dang, I forgot Lav has decent occult. Fia still has zero dots in occult. Is <laughs> <laughs> an active member of the supernatural world. His boyfriend is a supernatural. Is a supernatural being, yes. But no, he still doesn't know jack shit about ghosts. So, uh, let's start Lavender. Uh, you've heard about the Sewer Kings from people. Uh, apparently, you know, vampires are weakened and hurt by sunlight. Mm-hmm. So, they have to sleep during the day or find areas where they're protected. Uh, and so the Sewer Kings work in underground tunnels, mainly. They have a, a whole, they, no one knows where underground, but they have a whole base set up underground where they have a lot of them there and a lot of times they will then use the sewers and other entrances from underground to feed on people uh they're known for not necessarily killing most of their victims they'll just take some blood and go Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times it'll be people walking home drunk or just people out late at night uh that's mainly what you know about them oh you also know that they are mainly a lot of them are were known as um uh they are nosferatu which is a type of vampire who a lot of them during the change some sort of physical uh change happens to them either like something will uh get twisted or sometimes they'll lose function in a body part general physical ailments like that will happen and so on top that's also why they stay underground because then they just don't get real world normal people looking at them and judging them valid yeah isn't it also some of them are like it's it's also kind of environmental like like maggots just appear around them and stuff like that uh some of them but that's more kind of there's less i'm gonna say there's less like um actual like evidence to that and that's more just kind of stories people tell about them cool they're kind of looked down upon even 
by vampire standpoints. Uh, but, uh, Fio, what you learn is they are one of the groups in the city that have best mapped out the sewers and the underground in the city. They have, um, if you want stuff going through the city, uh, and you don't want other people to find it, they are one of the groups you go to. Uh, the other groups who have stuff underground is the Den of the Deep Wolves and the Rat Kin and Rat Folk, uh, which are rat shapeshifters who also live underground. Uh, but they're the main ones. You also know that they are a very powerful group in the city, and uh, one of the main powerful vampire factions of the city, because a lot of their people work for the transit authority and work on operating and running the subways. Oh my god, the CTA is vampires! The MBTA? Shit, never mind. <laughs> Wrong CTA. state. I'm tired. Uh, they, like, they, <laughs> You're like... You're always tired. <laughs> they run the maintenance and run most of the, like, underground public transport in the city. So if they wanted to, they could essentially shut down Boston. Uh, so they have some very real power in the city because, like, many major cities, Boston runs so heavily on public transit that if they wanted to, they could essentially shut down Boston by shutting down all the subways and the public transit in the city. Were they exactly. responsible and they do it every for the weekend, big anyway. debt? Little do you know, every time the uh, every time the green line stops between stops, it's actually because some vampires are fighting off evil demons, or like they're having like a political exactly <laughs> thing between each other, and it's Even, like there the... there are factions within the sewer kings that represent the yeah. different train lines. That's a they're, they're like having political stuff, and so like the fate of this train is determined by who wins this particular political um, fucking intrigue. Exactly, it's vampires, so it's just constant. There's always oh. political shit going on. Uh, but yeah, so that's what you guys know about the Sewer Kings uh, from a supernatural, cult, and uh, just streetwise standpoint. That's actually pretty cool. I was just thinking about how now I want to do like a, a a season that's just the MTA. Jesus Christ. MBTA? The MTA is in New York. Massachusetts Transit? No, it's, uh, what is it? MBTA again? It's like MBTA is, um, God, I don't remember what it stands for, but it's... I know MTA is New York. MBTA is M- MTA is the Metro Transit Sys- uh, Authority, yeah. which is you know, New York. Fuck, fuck New York. Who gives a damn? <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys... Uh, you meet up with all of your allies. Uh, you actually meet up in the underground supernatural bazaar in the city. The bazaar! Uh, you meet... That came out at the wrong octave. Uh, you meet up with the underdogs who are going in with you guys, which is Leo, Julian, and Lydia. And John. And John, yep. Or Jorn, apparently. Uh, the rest of down, your Jacob. watchtowers there, obviously. Uh, oh, except for... Uh, Shafiq and Sarah are not going in. They are running um, outside the building. They're running like uh, surveillance and like uh, headquarters for it. Gotcha. Uh, but you're going in with Victoria, Goltal, Kim, and John. Noise. Um, and then you guys also meet up with Red Fang, Blacktooth, and uh, you see another man there with them. Uh, he's a broad-shouldered, shaved head. Sergey? Yep, you you assume is Sergey, one of the members of the Haven't we met him? Uh, I think you might have met him briefly. Way yeah, back in season 1. Much. I think you saw him. 
Yeah, I think it was early season one where we were at their when we were at their hideout. Yeah, uh, he's a yeah broad shouldered, shaved head uh, Russian man uh, who you see strapped to his belt is a pair of trench knives. Good for him. I love trench knives. Trench knives are like one of the coolest lost weapons of history. What about the punch gun? Not a fan of the punch gun. That's punch not a real gun's thing. pretty good. Punch gun is also pretty good. I don't. I love why it was taken out of commission. <laughs> They keep blowing off people's hands. No, um, so it, it only fires once, and mm-hmm. literally they had gone through all of the approval steps, and as they were handing them out to a squad of soldiers to be used in the field, one of the soldiers went, Sir, what if there's two of them? And they recalled all of them and <laughs> stopped producing them. But I'm duh, you have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. You notice he also has a punch gun on? No. <laughs> No, um, and then I believe that's all the people you brought with you. Um, so you guys all meet and you walk over to where you heard you were meeting the, the sewer kings. Uh, and you walk up to actually, uh, one of these like big open tunnels that lead into the underground bazaar and you leaning against the wall, you see a muscular tall woman smoking a cigarette. Hot. Not the cigarette smoking, the muscular and tall. Uh, and as she sees you approach, she goes, Oh, fuck. Uh, you must be uh, the people from the, the watch, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Laugh she, uh, she offers her a cookie. <laughs> nah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, she drops the cigarette on the ground and uh, stamps it out. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, but Lab brought donuts. Oh, of course she did. Oh, that, well, yeah, that was where assumed. would we be without our good friends at Duncan? <laughs> Seriously, Duncan should sponsor us at this point. Uh, so she goes, all right, uh, follow me. Uh, and she, you walk down the tunnel until you actually re- reach a large uh, metal door, uh, which she takes out a pair of keys and unlocks it and uh, opens and lets you guys through. And for the, about the next hour or so, you guys walk just through abandoned tunnels under the city. Uh, it does not smell great, but it doesn't smell as bad as a sewer. It probably smells musty. It's a lot of musk, and you definitely, like, hear, feel, smell leaking through the walls, some sewer stench. But it doesn't feel like you guys are walking through an actual open sewer. That's good. Do you guys talk about anything during this time? Um. Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> no, I think, I think they're pretty quiet. I think Lav is just running through scenarios in her head. Incredible. Um, okay, so you guys just kind of walk along. Eventually, you actually exit the abandoned tunnels and make what looks like a service tunnel, like an active service tunnel for the subway. Nice. Uh, you see her nod to a couple of, uh, other, like, workers who are just chilling. One of them's eating a sandwich. Nice. Uh, one of them has a mug of blood, you know, you know, classic. Lav offers, uh, a a cookie to each of them. Uh, A cookie or a donut? Either one. She has both. Mm-hmm. She bakes. So Everyone else out. brought like gear and stuff. Lev just has a bag full of snacks. <laughs> snacks God. and dice. Lev, Lev is prepared to go to a D game right now. Yeah, Lev's ready for game night. <laughs> um, uh, most a uh, number of them accept you, accept the uh, cookie or donut. And uh, thank you for it. Awesome. She actually, I think, is going to pawn the rest of these donuts off on them. Sure. Yeah, they'll they'll happily take them. Uh, I think uh, the vampire lady with you guys, uh, like, kind of whispers to feel, is that, does your friend always bring snacks like this? <laughs> Everywhere she goes. Mm, I like her. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. 
Now, uh, don't forget to eat them. Uh, and you can give them to your other friends. I just wanted to make sure you guys had some food down here. No, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so eventually you guys make your way to what looks like a kind of like sub-basement uh, area where you see a different vampire just kind of sitting in a chair leaning up against the wall. Uh, as you guys enter, this other vampire just kind of gestures to this stone wall. Um, as you guys look closer, you realize there are cuts in this stone of this wall. Like someone has taken a stone cutting saw and just cut a little square out of it. Perfect. At which point Julian steps forward and goes, all right. Uh, and you see him shift partially. Uh, he turns into his near human form where he just kind of becomes taller and bulkier and a little hairier. Yeah, goes up from six foot four to seven foot. <laughs> like Something, something more like a 6'10". He goes up to like 6'10 or something. Uh, and you see him just pick up a crowbar and just lever out this like foot long solid piece of stone like foot like uh width piece of stone uh it takes like a good like 20 minutes but eventually uh julian is able to move this solid piece of stone uh you you see uh lydia fanning herself a little bit oh my god and yeah uh and it opens up into a small like kind of sub basement where you see there's a staircase leading up to a doorway to what you assume is a normal basement uh the vampire lady turns to you and goes well uh, you know that's all the help we can give uh good luck i guess thank you very much uh is there any last minute preps before you guys enter the building no i think, no, I, think I think i'm ready i'm ready to do it let's do right. it let's do this let's fucking do this thing okay um you let's head beat up the these... shit out of these jabronis you head up the stairs and I'm going to say Lavender and Fio are at the front of the group. Uh, you guys enter first into this kind of bare white room with a single door on the other end. Well, this is uh, definitely and you guys crap. Uh, and you guys enter, uh, and behind you, Goltal follows, and everything's going fine. And then, you know, next person behind him, John, walks in. And then you hear, through a, like, intercom system, Escape Detected, Labyrinth Protocol Activated. Oh, no. And as that <laughs> voice comes, the door you walked in slams close. You should have gone in through the roof. <laughs> so wait, it's just us and Goltal and... And John. Uh, Lav is gonna text the others? Uh, you're, you have no signal. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, it's some kind of, like, magic labyrinth or something. <laughs> They fucking trapped us in like a... I wouldn't be surprised if they've trapped us in some sort of fucking pocket dimension or some shit. You guys do know they use magic here. Yeah. As you saw um, with their office building in the in very annoying puzzle-based almost. Oh, like yeah, that's true. System. Oh, it's probably even worse here. <laughs> uh, where theoretically, at least theoretically in that building, if you knew the code, it w it wasn't that difficult. But uh, apparently they said escape detected, labyrinth protocol activated. Yeah. I mean, I guess we were kind of escaping into the building. Uh-huh. We were just caping. Um, so there's a door in front of us, correct? Yes, there's another door at the end of this room. Okay. Besides I'll, the one um, you came in, which closed and behind it, you. The, that door is, that door and the one behind us is, those are the only features to this room, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to open the door or try to at least. The one you came in or the other door? I, I'll i try the one that we came in, but I'm not expecting much. Uh, yeah, it is locked. Yeah. It will uh, budge. 
Yeah, I'm going to try the other one then. Okay. You walk up to the other door and it opens. Can I just sort of peek in without going in? Yes, you can. To the other room? Yeah, you peek in and you see a large round room on the other side uh, with doors, other doorways situated around the large circle. Uh, each one, you can't really make it out from here, but each one seems to have a sign above these other doors. What does the God sign say? Damn it. Uh, you can't really make it out from here. You have to, like, walk up to them. I'm gonna turn around and go, uh, go tell John. Either of you good at puzzles? I've done MIT? some. She just turns to John and is like, MIT? Hmm? Uh. What? You go to MIT. You're the only one of us with college education. Oh, no, please. Out, out of character, John doesn't go to MIT. Where does he go? Uh, he goes to a, like, uh, liberal arts, like, um, college. Bitch. Uh, it's pretty much this world's equivalent of BU is what he goes to. He goes to CU, Cambridge University. Uh, but you are correct. He's the only one with a college education. Uh, and Lav would know this. So oh, yeah. we we don't know. Gotal could have like two degrees for all we know. You know he knows a lot about animals. Enough <laughs> to pass off as a zookeeper. <laughs> yeah. Who are we to say that he didn't like take a bunch of online courses and now has two degrees? That's fair. That sounds like something I would do. Gotal, you know anything about puzzles? I am good at some logic based puzzles. I am not good at riddles. Hmm, okay. Cool, because I'm shit at them, and that's all these people seem to know how to do to defend themselves. <laughs> all right, all right. Why don't we? Why don't we just tackle this one? Laugh pulls out a bu- like a roll of thread, like Which, my white. You know what? They got me. They did it. They won. <laughs> Fio's giving up. Fio lives in this white room now. Yeah, Fio's just like kudos. They won. I. You know what? Respect. Uh, Laugh pulls out a thing of white thread. He said. Yeah, she. Like, like you know the one I have, the giant weird cone? Mm-hmm, yes. She pulls that out. Oh, man, she's pulling out a clue. Yes, and she's- <laughs> That's a nerdy reference like two people will understand. That is a very nerdy reference. <laughs> it both references etymology of the word clue and the labyrinth with the minotaur. The original myth. Yeah. Um, she's anyway. Going, she's going to tie- uh, one of the strings to the outside of the other door. Okay. Like uh, the yeah, the one you came in, or the one entering this new room. The one we came in. Okay. Yeah, you do that. And then she's going to uh, walk into the circular room. Okay. Do uh, you guys follow, Fio? Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, all four of you walk in to this room, and as you go through the door, laugh. Your phone beeps. She'll check her phone. Uh, on the screen of your phone is a smiley face. Like a creepy one? Just like a simple yellow smiley face. Hello? Oh, thank God. Um, oh, I thought it was some SCP Foundation bullshit, and I was like, oh! What? <laughs> Tell us. Like, like you hold up the camera and there's something behind you in the phone, but oh, it's God. not no. behind you in real life. <laughs> no, no, it's just a simple smiley face. Through your speaker, slap your... Hello, I am AI. Hello? Hi. I've been sent here to help you stay in communication with your team. Oh, thank God. Could you put me in contact with Leo? Of course, that is who sent me. Sounds like Leo. What would you like to say to Leo? Uh, what the fuck, guys? A question mark appears on your screen, and then you hear AI come back and go, Leo says there seems to be some sort of magic separating all of your teammates. All of them from us? 
They seem to be paired up in groups, and the only way you are able to communicate is because Leo has me, an AI spirit, that can communicate through magic. He also says, you're welcome. Yes, of course he, he didn't would. Have to, he didn't have to get the zinger in there. <laughs> Thank you, Maui. You see, you see a picture of a hook up here on the screen? One of us should have gone in through the roof. I think no matter what, they would have split us up. Would you like to know how the groups are split up? Yes, please. According to Leo, what he has found is in one room are Lydia and Leo. <laughs> in another room is Julian. In another room is the rest of the Watchtower. In another room are Red Fang and Blacktooth. And in a last room is Sergey. Okay. <laughs> New message from Shafiq. Mm -hmm. Shafiq says you should gather animals and meet in a center room. Okay. Uh, what, what do the doors say? Uh, looking around, they are labeled creature holding one, creature testing, creature observation room, research lab, creature holding two, and barracks. Uh, the only door that seems to have some, any sort of lock on it is the one labeled barracks, which has a keypad on it. All right, I guess we'll go through creature holding one. Okay. Uh, all you guys are going through? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we're we keeping should not the string, split up any more than we have. Um, okay, so you guys enter, uh, you go through the door labored creature holding one. You enter and, um, it looks like a general, it looks like a large room. It looks generally normal, except for it seems to have large, lots of large branches that have been, like, tied to the walls and the ceiling and, like, some fake trees along the walls of this large room. This is where they keep the drop bears. Who knows? Oh my <sighs> god, is it actually drop bears? Who knows? Uh, that was the koala in the dream! <laughs> it was a drop bear the whole time. He did drop out of the tree <laughs> at one point. That was oh to put goodness. on a hat and pick up a briefcase, though, so... <laughs> what, what if a drop bear with a hat comes out? Oh, hey, Theo. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Have you found that rest I suggested you get? Yeah. Why don't you take uh, me out of here, pal? <laughs> yeah, so you guys are in this uh, room with fake trees and branches hanging around. Okay, I guess we'll keep aware and start going deeper in. Yeah, let's go deeper in, but, you know, keep a keep a good eye out. Uh, do you guys want to roll perception checks? Yes, I please. would love to roll a perception check. All right, uh, both of you guys roll me wits plus composure. My wits is two. My composure is three. Uh, does danger sense help, Jacob? Uh, it does not. Damn it. Well, actually, you know what? That's good. That means I'm not in danger. <laughs> it means you're not noticing an ambush. Yeah. One success. I got four successes. Okay, uh, Lab, you just see fake trees. Uh, no, I'll actually say you hear there are voices somewhere in this room, but all the muffling from the branches and fake trees, you can't really make it out. Uh, Theo, you hear a couple of voices. I'm not... You hear, the first one you recognize pretty much immediately because you know it very well. Uh, you hear Leo's voice. Oh, okay. No, we need to stay calm and draw it out and catch it. It's that simple. Uh, and then you hear a woman's voice for Spongo. There's no way to catch something like that. We need to channel the spirits of what? The fake trees? What are you talking about? Uh, okay. Uh, I just say it's, 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 it's Leo and, uh, I probably Lydia from what I gather. Let's go, let's go, let's go check it out. Okay. You guys head towards the voices? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you make your way through and you do come across Leo and Lydia. I wave. 
Oh, thank God you guys are here. Yeah, hey, what's up? Are you guys uh, all right? Did you end up in a weird room like we did? Kind of. <laughs> Was it a circle with a bunch of doors? No, we ended up here. Huh. Oh, well, we ended up in a circle with a bunch of doors. Huh, weird. Um, Lydia goes, possibly a central location if it is the type of magic I'm thinking about. Anyway, we need your help, I guess. There seems to be an animal in here that we need to catch. What kind of animal? She holds up a black feather, uh, and then she goes and actually takes out a little cloth and wipes something off of the black feather, and you see under it, you see this beautiful rainbow of colors on the feather. Huh. Uh, so it's the rainbow bird. Yes, I believe it's the, uh, Lenap, which is a First Nations tribe, uh, rainbow crow. Oh, I know the crow. Uh, would, would Lav like to explain? Oh, wait, no? Lav, does Lav know? Uh, you can roll me, Because um, Ruby knows. I'll say if Ruby knows, Lav knows. So to, like, give mi- m- fire to man, a rainbow crow flew a branch of it to man, but got the soot all over its feathers, and therefore that's why crows are black. Yep, yep. Pretty much the story is that uh, the world grew cold, and so, at least this version of the story... A crow, which had a beautiful voice and beautiful rainbow feathers, flew up to the great spirit and was given fire. But as the crow flew fire back to save the world, the soot turned its beautiful feathers black and the smoke heard its beautiful singing voice. So when it returned, it had saved the world, but its feathers had turned black and it could no longer sing and only uh, make a calling noise. Uh, It's meant to be a story about, you know, what's the term? Uh, about, like, giving something up to help other people. Sacrifice? Sacrifice, pretty much, to do the right thing. Yes, it, I believe they are very rare now, but there are still some rainbow crows around, and it seems that there's one in this room somewhere, which we are having a little difficulty catching. Well, I mean, you're having difficulty catching. It's pretty simple. Guys, uh, guys, okay. calm down. Where did you last see it? Both Lydia and Leo point to a general, like, direction up in a corner among some branches. Um. Uh, you do see that, uh, Lydia does, Lydia does take out a bird cage, so she does have a way if to keep the bird. Have you tried, like, mimicking a, a bird call? Well, no. uh, my plan was a little simple. Do you know how to mimic bird calls, Theo? I mean, I mean, no, but, like, aren't you the big, the big, the big, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. X- Go on. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, Lydia goes, good idea. Yeah, Fia, Fia reaches out a hand and grabs it air and pulls it back and just goes rescinded. So Lav is going to, is there a way to like climb up there or no? Uh, you can, um, it will be a little tough because these fake trees are not very sturdy, but you can, if you're careful, you might be able to climb one of them. Okay, so... I want Lav to carefully climb up while talking very quietly and softly towards it. Okay, uh, so since this is less about strength and more about being delicate climbing, uh, I'm going to say roll me dexterity plus athletics to see if you climb this fake tree, like find the sturdier parts of the plastic so it doesn't just break under you. All right, let me double check something. 
So that's three successes. Okay, yeah, I'll say you're able to climb the tree. Roll me now uh, manipulation plus animal, Ken. Good, I have scores in this. Yeah, you are quite good at this. Lav is the right person for catching animals. So that is one success. Um, you you talk quietly. Um, I'll say you're eventually you do see a couple of black eyes and a black beak look at you through the branches and it just kind of tilts its head at you. Hey there, little buddy. You don't like it here, do you? <coughs> you must be missing the sky and the wind and being able to scavenge whatever food you want. <coughs> if you come with us, you get all that again. <coughs> Come on, little buddy. She puts her hand out and then puts like... Bless you, Jacob. Takes one of the many animal treats she has stashed away in her pockets. And she like holds her hand out so it'll like hop onto her hand and then she can bring it down. Okay, so with the one success, it didn't run away, but it hasn't gone closer. Uh, I did specifically say you guys have animal treats too. Uh, roll me presence plus animal can with a plus one. You rolled well enough for it now to run away, but you do have to roll again to try to convince it to actually come into your hand. As you're hanging in this tree. So that's two successes. Okay. It kind of it kind of hops towards you a little bit. It just quickly flutters over and starts picking at the seeds in your hand. Uh, all right. She's going to start climbing down with it. All right. Roll me dexterity plus athletics to climb down with a minus uh, one because you are using one hand now. I'll say it's not a minus two, though, because you are ambidextrous. So. I botch. <laughs> you full on botch. I had three ones and a three. Jesus. Uh, the bird flies in your hand and you go, good bird. And the tree just falls to the ground. Ouch. Uh, and the bird just flutters up out of your hand and flutters to another branch. Uh, you take two bashing damage as you fall just onto your back onto the floor. Sounds about right. The air gets knocked out of you. Uh, John rushes up to you and goes, Lavender, are you okay? Did you hit your head? Fine. Fine. Are you sure? (laughs) Yep. Just... Landed. All right. What 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 year is it? I don't think we've established that in game. Oh, phew. Okay, you're okay. I don't think you have a concussion. <laughs> uh, he he helps you up. Okay, level get up. All right, time to try again. Are are you sure? I mean, yeah. What else other way are we gonna get him down? John shrugs. Lav is gonna try to appeal to him from the ground. Okay, is that climbing up? Yeah, because now he knows she's not gonna hurt him. That's true. I will I'll let you roll presence plus animal can with the same plus one. Uh you you falling is can't like any penalty from that and lung danger is cancelled by the fact you didn't actively hurt it or anything. Okay, that's much better. Um so that is one, two, three, four successes. Okay. Uh I will say it cautiously looks at you and then just flutters down into your hand and starts See? picking at the seeds. Uh, she's gonna be like, fill the cage up with seed. Uh, you do. I'll say you're able to, uh, deposit the crow into the cage. Yeah. This is only for a little bit. Once we're out, you'll get Sky. Alright, right, so let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys leave the room? Yeah. Uh, okay, you guys leave and you enter back into that big circular room. Cool. Leo and Lydia with us? Uh, yeah, they come with you. Alright, next room. Okay, uh, you guys have gone through creature holding one. So creature holding two. Is that when you go, uh, that's what you want to go to next? Yeah, that's what I assumed. Sure, let's just do them in order. Okay, well, actually, the one next to it is creature testing. Oh, if they're testing on creatures, we'll probably want to get them out of that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, so Lydia's going to stay in the room 
watching the crow. That sounds good. Uh, Leo actually goes, ooh, keypad. That's my area of expertise. That is accurate. start working on that. Sounds good. Uh, and he's going to start uh, working on hacking into the keypad that's on the door labeled barracks. Uh, so you guys enter creature testing room. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You enter it. Uh, you see, you come to a pretty plain looking room uh, with a single door on the other side. Um, as you approach it, you see that where a key, like a key might be on this other door in the room, there's a circle hole, a square hole, and a triangle hole. Shit. Can I look in the holes to see what like structurally it looks like inside? Uh, you look in, and I'll just say it looks like something these something of these shapes fit into these holes. I don't think that there's a way to get in here. Uh, you can look around the room more. Yeah, I'm gonna look around the room. All right, looking around the room. Uh, roll me wits plus composure. Three successes. Okay, is Theo just standing here? Yeah. <laughs> Feels <laughs> like I don't know puzzles. <laughs> uh, you look around and you notice there's actually a button the same color as the wall on one of the walls all right she's gonna press it uh as you press it you hear research testing room one activated please solve the puzzle to move on uh and you see a panel on this wall slides and you see a uh piece of wood in the shape of a circle one in the shape of a square and one in the shape of a triangle i'm going to plug them in the holes that they're supposed to go into uh yeah you match the shapes i mean you're older than three, so uh, you fit them in, and that door slides open to another room. Okay, let's go in. Uh, you walk in, and a voice goes, "Testing room two. And this time, it's not hidden at all. You see a you see a door on the other side. Uh, it has a red square hole, a blue circle hole, and a green triangle hole. Okay, I'll look for a button. Uh, you don't even need to find button. You just find shapes of those colors. Oh, nice. Do you plug them in? Yes. Okay. This the would... door opens. She turns to John. This would not be fair to you. What do you mean? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to figure out which learning disability you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, is colorblindness a learning disability or just a visual impairment? Uh, I mean, I, I just want a catch-all term. It, it's really not. The door opens and you go to another room, which is similar, except for this time it involves numbers along with colors and shapes. And you go through about three more of these rooms. This is insane. Each time it just becomes a little bit more difficult. Uh, but every time you guys being, you know, intelligent creatures, you're able to figure it out pretty easily. Is this testing room just a mental test to figure out sentience? <laughs> Goltal goes... Could be. Many animals would not be able to figure out these, especially once they saw involving numbers and words. You guys then reach a room. Uh, this door doesn't have, like, holes to pl- put stuff in. It has just six colored buttons. Orange, red, blue, yellow, purple, and green. What is your obsession with rainbows and puzzles, Jacob? And above, the sign says, To undo the lock, hit the primary and secondary of RGB. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing that stupid puzzle season one was. Fuck uh, so you, you, Jacob. Fuck you. So you put in the primary and then second day colors backwards? I can't remember. I mean, that's what it was in season one. I guess uh, the other way around? <laughs> you put yeah, in all the primes going, 
going around the color wheel, you put in the... Primary, then secondary. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna say Lav, being an artist, just knows the color wheel off the top of red. Uh, so you hit red, yellow, blue, orange, green, purple, and the door opens. I hate you so much right now, Jacob Gabriel, Sabina, Clement. <laughs> Liz, you guys had such trouble with in season one. I decided to make it a simpler Jacob one. Jacob Gabriel Sabino Clabanner, I'm going to end you. <laughs> also, this one wasn't- They will never find your body. <laughs> this one also wasn't made by a trickster spirit. <sighs> so you enter this final room. I hate you so much. Is 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 Puck there? No. Puck? Not the enemy, Caleb's dog. No, not up here. He's downstairs. But you do see a pug in this room. No. Yeah, that mythical creature. The pug. The pug. <laughs> the abomination to nature that we as humans dabbled in where only gods should. Exactly. Yeah, you've heard Franklin's whole thing about that, right? I think so. Yeah, where he's like, every great civilization takes up something, some pursuit when they've reached their height. The English were just like, what if we just like fucked up dogs? Like, what if we were their gods and we were cruel gods? Uh, I think you broke Jacob. As yeah, I, you, I, I got him. I win. Sorry. Uh, as you type in this key thing on the keypad, the door you came in opens first, and you see Sergey enter. Yes, I'm glad I've caught up to you. This is very simple puzzles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Do not really understand why they are so simple. They are made to keep people out. I think they're made for testing animals. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. He puts away his trench knives. <laughs> and he joins you guys. Uh, and you enter the final uh, doorway opens to this new room. And you see standing in front of another, like, uh, there's not another door in this room, sorry. In this last room, there's not another door. There is a keypad and a screen uh, built into the opposite wall. And standing in front of it, uh, you see a semi-translucent man standing there, looking at the keyboard. Uh, he seems to be wearing some sort of uniform, uh, like old, old, like, army uniform. Uh, Lavender, if you'd like, you can roll to see what era of cost of uniform this is from. Sounds good. Uh, you can roll me intelligence plus crafts. One, Theo, two, you can three, try four, to five, roll- six successes. Ah. Uh. Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you enroll intelligence plus academics, but... Uh, yeah, this is a Civil War Union soldier uniform. Specifically, it's an office uniform. Uh, like an officer uniform. What about to say? Specifically used uniform. by groups in Boston at the time. Okay, so it's like the 30, 134th Infantry type uniform. Yes, very similar. I'm 90% sure that's accurate. Uh, yeah, probably. And you see this semi-translucent figure just standing in front of this keyboard, arms crossed. Um, sir? Hmm? And he turns and looks around and he goes, Oh, people, maybe you can help me. And he looks at me, What, Sergey? <laughs> and Sergey steps over and goes, Uh, Kiwi? What are you doing here? What are you doing off the island? And this, this, as you can assume, a ghost goes, Well, the strangest thing happened... I was just sing there singing John Brown's body as always. Jesus Christ! Jacob Gabriel Savino Clavanner, I can't believe you just did that! And next thing I know, I'm back in my anchor, and next thing I know I was here with all these simple puzzles. Uh, Sergey just nods and goes, 
And he turned, Sergei turns to go, I'm sorry, this is, uh, Kiwi. He was a Union soldier who was stationed on a boat during the Civil War, uh, whose spirit now resides at Fort Warren. I just re-listened to Spooks and such. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jacob, I can't even believe you referenced that. I'm, like, blown away. Uh, Kiwi holds out a hand to you guys. Pleasure. Nice, nice to meet you. You, he kind of mimics shaking your hand, but you can't actually grasp it at all. Yeah, I think she just sort of mimics shaking hands with this ghost. What are, what are all your names? And where are you from? Boston. Yeah, I'm Fio from Boston. Goltal, I am from another place. Also, Lev, I hate to break it to you, but Belmont isn't Boston. Fucking <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> Does Fio say that? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, Fio, eat shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, you're from the suburbs. Where have I been living? Recently in Boston. I don't know if that's enough to make you from we Boston. We have lived over a year together in Boston. My school was you in Boston. Little... <laughs> I was trying to live in Boston before that, but it's kind of hard finding a house when you're 19. I'm just saying, Belmont is in Boston. I'm going to fucking kick your ass someday. <laughs> you're welcome to try. It's all right, Son young lady. Bitch. You're more from Boston than I was. You're from. Thank you're you. a lot closer to Boston than I was born, so I could. I'd consider that Boston. Thank you. I mean, sure. He's he's not exactly an authority on the subject. Uh, lap punches, sure. Fio. He'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. I'm originally from Hawaii, so that's I don't cool. know the moderns. And then since then, have since Wait. I died, have been living on Fort Warren on a, an island. So was I guess Hawaii that's true. Was Hawaii a territory during the Civil War? Uh, no, it was not. I am from the kingdom of Hawaii. You do know it's now an American state, right? Hate to break it to you. It's what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I knew that. Okay, good. Because I, I feel sorry. Of... Oh, don't worry. I. It's only recently that the tourists have been explaining people like me were stationed here during the Civil War. I love that Jacob did more Googling. Fun fact, there, uh, there, we've found records about 300 soldiers from Hawaii who were stationed with the Union, and possibly, there are possibly many more. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I did that not know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that's that from fact. Extra Credit History. It's a very fun fact, Jacob. Yeah, so, uh, he was, a officer in the Civil, in the Union Navy from, uh, Hawaii. How did you die? Oh, you know, the ship crashed. Ouch. Nah, it's okay. It's been, it was hundreds of years ago. Okay, so what's going on here, buddy? Well, I've been solving these puzzles. Um, I'm kind of stuck on this last one, mainly because I do not know how to read and write in English. Okay, hmm. well, let's look at it. Uh, you, you look at it, and it seems to be some sort of logic puzzle. Okay, Fio, don't even bother. Yeah, I gotcha. I'll set this one <laughs> Fio, out. Fio takes a seat. Yeah. Gold They, don't, they don't really teach us these kinds of things in Boston. Laugh kicks him. <laughs> well deserved. Uh, <laughs> the the what it reads is a cowboy rides into town on Friday and parks his horse at the local tavern, stays in town for two days before saddling up and riding out on Friday. How is this possible? Stays for two days. Saddles up and rides out on Friday. So he rides out. Is days a drink? Hmm? What do you mean a drink? Is there like a drink called two days? Hmm. Uh, you can type that in. Yeah. Uh, it is mm. incorrect. Yeah, I was guessing. From Jacob's reaction, you could already tell that that wasn't going to be the right answer. I, I have no idea. I can even post it in the Can chat. you? 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know how helpful it will be, but I'll post it. I just it. like seeing it in words. Yeah. That's why I figured that it might be helpful. Is his horse named Friday? Do you type that in? Yeah. His horse is named Friday. You hear a green light appears and you hear a ding. Testing. Done. Please return back to the central room to be sent to your next holding area. Okay. You see all the doors you came into open back up, giving you an easy straight shot back to... Fuck! The center room. Well, that's not what I wanted. I mean, there wasn't another door in this ta- in this room. Yeah, uh, I know. I will say, Kiwi goes, oh, thank God, I thought I'd be stuck here forever. Are, are you here helping out, uh, you know, creatures and soldiers like me get out? Did they trap you in here? I assume so. I think they trapped me in my anchor and then brought it here and trapped me in here. I haven't been able to leave. I can't float through these walls for some reason. How long have you been here? He shrugs. Listen, when you're dead, time kind of becomes nebulous, let alone time in a place with no day or night or the clocks. It's felt like, mm, maybe some hours, but to me, honestly, it could be years. Okay, well, if you need anything, you can come with us. Do you know where your anchor is? I do not, but with Sergei's help, he might be able to transport me back. Sergei? He goes, Sergei's, yes, of course, that is my job as a Sin Eater. I've been, I've been practicing trying to find new uh, ways to do temporary anchors. Wait, it wasn't a literal anchor? <laughs> they lo- Sergei's, oh, no, 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 you misunderstand. Uh, most ghosts have an anchor to the world. Uh, sometimes it is a place, sometimes it is a purpose, and in the case of Kawi... It was, it is a physical item, specifically a stone from the ship that crashed. There are rocks on the ship? Uh, well, it was actually a stone that I had carved back from my homeland. Oh, that's lovely. He nods. Uh, Sergei goes, but I might be able to find you a temporary one. I will just need to do ritual. Okay, well, I guess we'll leave him with you. Uh, you guys head back to the center room? Yeah. You head back and Sergei takes out chalk and starts drawing a circle on the floor. Cool, nice. you have completed another room. Did you Google that, uh, riddle? Uh, no, I just knew that one off the top of my head. It, it's a classic logic puzzle. I, I didn't make it up. It's really funny, because Friday is also a proper noun in its own. Yeah, that's what makes it a bit of a tougher one. If you guys didn't figure it out uh, as quick as you did, John was going to come in with the answer. Yeah. That's just like a classic logic puzzle. Listen, I'll have some puzzles in my dungeon crawl. That's true. Uh, so, uh, the rooms you have left are the Creature Observation Room, Research Lab, Creature Holding 2, and Barracks, which is still locked and Theo- Leo is still working on the keypad for that. Caleb, I'm gonna let you pick this one. Uh, I mean, I feel like we should just go boom, 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 boom. Like, next door, next door, next door. Alright, well, the next door is Creature Observation Room. Yeah. Alright, uh, you four head into the Creature Observation Room. You walk through the door, and you walk through uh, to the outside. But it's not the outside into the city. Instead, you find yourselves hit by a chilly breeze. You step out into these wide open plains. It's the open plains! (laughs) Oh, Jacob. Yeah? Bless your heart. (laughs) You guys seem to walk out into open plains. Uh, It seems to be night out. The only light coming from the full moon and stars above. So we don't have night vision. No, I will say the full moon and the stars are giving you enough uh, light to see. Well, that's nice. 
Uh, and I'll say if you guys want, I'll say you also brought flashlights. I assumed we did. Yeah, you guys have flashlights just as general gear. Coltol will say, I am able to see at night. Awesome. It comes with the territory. Uh, nice. John, could you shift and then tell us if you smell anything interesting? Uh, I can shift and then bark. Sure, and, or if you shift pick up back. anything. John will get on all fours and shift into a ghost white wolf. Very nice. You see him look around and let me make a roll for John in wolf form, uh, which he does get a bonus to because he's in wolf form. He he sniffs around and looks back and shakes his head at you. Nothing. He he wolf shrugs. Do you do you mind staying in that form for a little bit while we look around? He nods and and keeps sniffing around. Okay, we're gonna start looking around too. All right, you guys can roll me um wits plus composure or wits plus survival. Whichever is better. I think it's going to be composure for me. I botch. <laughs> you botch. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, okay, it's definitely what's supposed composure. Jesus Christ. Uh, Lavender, you turn around and you look behind you and you see it looks like the doorway you came in is just a freestanding door. Uh, so you walk around and walk to try to look at the other side of this freestanding door and you walk straight into an invisible wall. <laughs> Just it's like just head first, like someone running into a uh, glass door. Ouch! Uh, I got fuck. five successes, so I got an exceptional success in a stark parallel to the botch. <laughs> As Lab does that, you just feel just looks at the ground and you see hoof prints in the grass. I'll I'll gesture for other people to come over. Lab, you're a little dazed, but and I'll start following them with you, my you can with my come team. Over. I'll wait for people to come. Cool. Uh, John John tilts his head. Just so you know, he also failed his role. Oh my god. He full, he didn't botch, but he just failed. <laughs> Even with the bonus to being in wolf form. Jesus Christ. Uh, you start tracking these hoof prints throughout the plains, though. Um, as you're walking along, you in the distance you hear what sounds like coyotes howl. You hear them howl and start to bark. Are those real? Roll me what's plus animal, Ken. She's asking John. Uh, let me roll... Wits plus animal can with a bonus for John. John shakes his head no. I got one success. Uh, with John telling you no and your one success, you realize that's a recording of coyotes. So someone's trying to freak this animal out. Um, you also realize that like through that, I'll say with John, you noticing stuff, you notice that this cool breeze isn't really a breeze, you don't think. You think this actually, it smells like it's coming from a fan. So it's like aircon. Yeah. Hmm. Do you continue walking through yeah. the plains? As you keep walking through, you see a cloud suddenly pass in front of the moon, setting this area into darkness, except for the small circles of light from your flashlights. And as darkness falls over these plains, in the distance, coming over a small hill, you see a pair of bright red eyes. And as the moon begins to pass away, letting- It's Lucifer! As the cloud starts to move, letting the moonlight shine again, you see a massive silhouette on the hill. You see this large body on four legs. You see the same pair of red eyes and two large, wickedly sharp horns as the form of this huge bull comes into view. Uh-oh. Shh. <laughs> okay, let's try and calm this. Sling you see down. it, it snorts and starts pawing at the ground. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Lav is going to tell John to shift. Back to human? 
Yeah. Um, he shifts back to human. You just see the 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 eyes, the bright red eyes of this bull. Look at John. Look at Theo. Look back at John, and it paws the ground and lowers its head. Um. Do we have tranks? No, you you did not specifically get tranquilizer stuff. Oh boy. <laughs> John just back up very slowly. Goltal goes. Mm. To get this creature out, we will need to tire this creature out or weaken some way to then hold it. <sighs> Do not worry, bulls can take quite a bit of punishment. Especially this one seems larger than tougher than most. Oh, good. Goody. Well, you know what? I have fought two cougars, so you know what? I think I'm good. I, I will I look for this. equipment to, to uh, subdue it while you weaken or tire it out. Thank you. Okay, bulls are charging animals. We just need to get it charging at us and then bolt. I need you guys to roll initiative. Two successes. Uh, Goltol flies off. It's not based off. on successes, Ruby. What? It's just one die plus... <laughs> oh, right. Plus your uh, dexterity 14. plus composure. Nine plus... I got 14. I got, I got 13. Let me roll for John and the bull. John rolled a one on the die. Oh, uh, as Goltol, you see Goltol flies off in a direction to look for equipment. To uh, get this bowl. Uh, Theo, you go first. So we're just trying to tire it out, right? But we're trying to keep it in our relative area. Injure, yeah. Uh, either, and I will say, you can definitely, like, attack this bull without, like, really worrying about killing it. So tiring gun? it out slash, like, injuring it enough. You can do a fair bit to tire it out so it won't keep fighting without putting it at, like, in risk of dying. Even with a, Even if I use a gun. I mean, you have a pistol, and this is yeah. a bull. Okay. And larger than most bulls. I'll, gi- I'll give it. I'll, I'll uh, give so it you a... can. You can also tire it out, though. Shooting him would just enrage him more. We should try to be calm. I think he's about to charge no matter what I do. That doesn't matter. We can dodge his charges. The issue is trying to keep him calm. Uh, to Ruby's point, uh, as I said, you can absolutely attack it without worrying about killing it. Your other option, if you want to wait and see, you can take the dodge action. Sure, I'll do that. Which means you get to double your defense next time you, for the next turn. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, so you, you prepare yourself to jump out of the way in case it charges. Uh, Lavender, it's your turn. So Lav is, is going to be like, get ready for it to charge at you to the boys. And she's going to start moving to the side, talking very quietly to it, trying to calm it down. Okay, roll me... Actually, Jacob, can I change my action? Sure, what do you want to do? And think, I think instead of taking the dodge action, I'm going to drink my armor potion. Oh, yep, absolutely. You feel your skin kind of harden and thicken. You feel a little stiffer, but you feel, definitely feel, feel a little now. stronger. Awesome. Lavender, roll me wits plus animal, Ken. I'm going to use a willpower. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. Okay, you think you can maybe calm this creature down so it doesn't attack you you do not think you can fully stop it from charging this is not a normal bull yeah i know yeah a normal bull you absolutely could you do think you can make it calm it down enough so it won't attack you and maybe Theo. it honestly seems most fixated on john john how fast can you run in wolf form fast i don't know faster than a charging bull but i can try can he use us as blocks what do you mean? You you like, can try to distract it so it goes after you instead. Well, if if we're trying to calm it down so it won't attack us, can we like calm it down enough so that it won't attack us and John can hide behind us? No, you don't think so. 
You do do you think it's it's less that it won't want to attack you and more it just won't care enough about you and okay. have a different target? So then I think Lav is gonna Lav's a good runner. That is the one good thing she does. True. So I think Lav's gonna try to distract it at her then. Okay. Uh I'll say with that good Aurora, you also see something odd about this bull. You see branded on the side of it is the word murder. Uh along with the with uh the date one twenty eight ninety. Okay, so what does that mean? I'll let you roll this is a long term, but I'll let you roll intelligence plus academics or intelligence plus occult. Three successes. Um, which one did you roll? Uh, intelligence plus occult. Occult? Yeah. Okay. You've heard of this thing. It is known as the murder steer or the ghost steer. There's a true story about in 1890 uh, or sometime in the 1890s. There was um, a calf born where they didn't know who the mother was. Uh, and so... There is a fight over who the calf belongs to, which ended in a gunfight uh, between two ranchers at the time, which resulted in one of them murdering the other one. Oh, God. And the other one getting injured. Uh, what really happened, uh, according to the story, what the person in charge who was given the right to decide this stuff, what they ended up doing was branding the calf. Uh, instead of with one of the brands of one of the ranches, the brand that said murder and the date, and then they let it go free. That's fucked. The, uh, and then the folklore is that steer, it grew up into this evil, angry steer that still roams the lands at night today in the American Southwest, uh, and is known as either the ghost steer or the murder steer. That is a weird myth. Yeah, and it's true. Uh, and that is why it is supernatural in origin. You don't know if it's this is the actual steer or this is just like a manifestation of the folklore. But either way, it is like not a normal bull. Like normal bulls don't attack for no reason. This Actually, is that's act not true. Normal bulls will do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, true. In most cases, they won't attack animals for no reason. Uh, usually, it's, it's, it's if they get annoyed at you. This if one will act. If they think you're a threat to their herd, or they're full of testosterone at the time. Exactly. This one will just do it just for it. Like a Komodo dragon. It's for the pleasure of it. Yeah, pretty much. Is not a normal normal steer in that way. Uh, that's Lavender's turn. Making those two rolls. Uh, is now the bull's turn. She's also like trying to distract the bull. I'm going to say you're going to need to wait until your next turn because you did make two different You said I could, and then you're checks. like, you can make this roll. Okay, uh, that, okay, sure. I, I did say you could distract it. Roll me presence plus... Animal Ken? No, because you're not distracting Socialize. a normal bull. Uh, presence plus expression. Five successes. Okay, it, it turns its attention to you. It is now the bull's turn, and it will charge at Lav. Lav, what is your defense? Double checking. Three. Remember, you do have armor. Mm -hmm. You Plus do have two, armor versus so melee attacks. So five? Five. Okay. Um, is using its attack ability, its charge ability, which means it gets a bonus to its horn attack. But if it misses, it will have to either take a turn to turn around and reset if it misses you, which it does not. <laughs> uh, it charges you and its horn goes through the armor. Shit. You take three lethal damage. 
as this horn gores into you. That's fun. It is now John's turn. John, being the good boy he is, is going to spend his turn trying to distract it. Uh, instead of turning into a wolf, his turn. No, actually, no, he has, a uh, essence, I'll say. Uh, he, he shifts, he spends a point of essence and shifts into wolf form and starts barking and growling at this bull, trying to distract it. Uh, you see the bull turns quickly, completely forgetting about you, Lavender, mm. towards Wolf John. Theo, your turn again. Uh, I have a question. Can I take the full dodge action and try to get this thing's attention? No, I'm gonna say distracting is gonna take your turn. Okay. Even after Lav got those two rolls and a distraction? I'm not gonna- <laughs> I'm not gonna stretch that out any further. Jacob, don't worry. Would you like to make a knowledge roll? No, I'll, uh, I'll just get its attention. I can take okay. the full dodge action next turn. Alright, it's- see, roll me, uh, presence plus expression. Okay. Um, I'm gonna spend a willpower point. Oh ho ho! Four successes. Uh, this bull seems very unsure about whether to charge at you or John. I hope it's me. Um, I've got a really Lavender. good defense right now. <laughs> Lavender, it's your turn. Um. The bull has pulled its horn from you. I guess, can I do a round to, like, do, like, stop the bleeding and sh- shit? Um, I'll say, yeah, you you take a round to stabilize. Yeah. I'll say I'll say roll me Dex plus medicine. I'll say if you roll well enough, because it's also been a, a bit of time, if you roll well enough, you can get rid of one of your bashing damage. Because it's also been a like close to fifteen minutes anyway, so four successes. Yeah, uh get rid of one of your bashing damage and like you're not bleeding anymore. Okay. You're not gonna be taking any extra damage. Cool. It's the bull's turn. I'm gonna say it's going to Caleb, evens or odds? Evens. Always go evens. Okay. Uh, it seems very split between you and John, because you both rolled the same successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to go and charge after you. Mm-hmm. But I will say, because it's kind of tr- trying to charge at you and John, that it won't get a bonus from this charge attack. Awesome. This penalty is kind of canceling that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your defense? Right now, six. Six? Ooh, okay. So it's not rolling a ton of die, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, It charges at you, and you're able to jump out of the way. It doesn't hit you with the, like, sharp end, but it does kind of knock you to the side, mm-hmm. just scraping you, and you take one lethal damage. No, that's no problem. Uh, it's now John's turn, and I'm going to say it has used its charge attack twice, so it is starting to get tired out a bit. Um, yeah, if we keep it focused on me, we can, I can just start taking the dodge action at which point it will be 12. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, I am counting defense. its tiredness and health on the same track. Um. Uh, is John's turn. John's going to jump on its back as a wolf. Oh, uh, okay. That's try good. bite into it to try distract it and tire it out and hurt it because it did gore his girlfriend. Uh, so he's not having any of that shit. Good boy. Dang, John. Uh, he jumps and digs his claws and teeth into the back of this bull as it kind of rears its head up in pain uh, as it takes three lethal damage from John because he rolled quite well. Uh, it is back at the top of Theo. Do I have the sense that it'll go after me next turn or is it going to go after John now? Well, John's on its back. You feel it will either go after you or try and throw John off. Okay. I'll take that chance. I'll, uh... Do a full dodge action. Okay. Uh, I will say, for because it doesn't make sense, it, it doubles your normal defense. It doesn't double your armor. 
Cool. Because I would... So you're still ridiculously high, but... Yeah, that'd still be nine. Yeah, so. no. It's still ridiculous. Uh, but that would make no sense seeing the dodge at Shim would help your armor. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Lavender, your turn. I don't know what to do. Uh, you can throw a knife at it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. Okay. Uh, it has a defense of four. Uh, mainly due to the fact it has a very supernaturally thick hide. Nope. Uh, you, you, you throw a knife at it. Right, but right then, uh, uh, cloud passes over the moon, making everything dark again for a second. And you can't really aim, so you throw a knife and it just lands a little short of the bull. Uh, it's now the bull's turn. Caleb, evens or odds? Uh, evens. Always evens. It's even again. It is going to <laughs> just kind of shake at John, and it's going to charge after you again. It's going up against a defensive nine. All right, it is going to do an all-out attack, because that's the only way <laughs> it would get dice against you. Hopefully that tires it out. You, you doing it. dodge yourself out of the... You dodge out of the way again, it still just nicks you when you take one lethal again. And That's it takes no another point of uh, tired, I guess, exhaustion. Not uh, more because it did the all-out attack? Its defense is also lower for this next round. Oh, cool. Because it doesn't get a dodge uh, because it did an all-out attack. Nice. It's John's turn. He's going to try dig in deeper with his attack. He, he, he kind of gets thrown off, but as he does, he scrapes at the bull and does another one point of lethal to it. Uh, Theo, it's your turn. Okay. I've gotten very lucky with the last two, and that's not going to hold up. Can I punch the bull in the face? Yeah. You Are you aiming specifically for the nose? Yes. Uh, I, I'm no zoologist or farmer, but I imagine the nose on a bull is a little bit more sensitive than other parts of it. That, and you, you go for the eyes. Yeah. Uh, It only has a defense of three. I'm going to spend a willpower point. Okay. Go punch this bull. Let's see. Uh, it's like punching a shark in the nose. This feels like something that would happen in JoJo's. Just punching a bull. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, it's something 100%. that would. Theo already is kind of a JoJo's character. Absolutely. Um, 100%. I got seven, seven damage. Oh, fuck. Okay, uh, you don't knock out this bull, but you punch it in the nose and it just like reels back just out of like, she- like sheer surprise. <laughs> Like it, it like fully like backs away from you. Like it's it's like completely caught off guard. Again, you don't knock it out or anything, but it starts like pawing at its nose <laughs> and like shaking its head. That's what happens when you go up against the Cougar Slayer. <laughs> it's oh, it's again similar to punching a shark in the nose. You don't actually like you didn't do lethal damage or anything, but it's just like does not want to go up against you. Because it has better stuff to do. <laughs> Just then, you see Goltol come over a hill, carrying what looks like a lasso. Oh my and God. also a harness. Just the least enthusiastic cowboy ever. I'm here to help. Yeehaw. He's Ice Bear. <laughs> I, am, I have found the equipment needed. Goltol has found the equipment needed. Exactly. Goltol now sounds like Ice Bear. Goltol has yeehaw. found the equipment needed. Goltol does not yeehaw. <laughs> Goltol does not understand the term yeehaw. Uh, Goltal does not have the country spirit. You okay? The country spirit is Goltal. Uh, is Lavender's turn? You guys now have the option to try and wrangle this steer. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, you take the lasso. Mm-hmm. Roll me, um, dexterity plus athletics. Its defense is only two right now because it is injured and tired enough that it is not moving nearly as fast. It's still very confused how a human 
can hit that hard. <laughs> I think we're all because, a little confused. You know, it's a bull and doesn't know what sap gloves are. <laughs> doesn't yeah, know you course. have metal in your hand. Yeah. Oh, what'd you get, Ruby? Seven. I mean, three. Uh, yeah, you lasso three. right around this steer's neck. It starts It starts fighting you a little bit, but it doesn't have the energy. Um, Goltol's going to help you. I need you to roll me strength check. Uh, and Goltol will also roll one, and we will add the successes together. Three successes. Okay. Uh, you, this, this steer starts fighting you, but it just does not have the energy to. It is panting as Lav. Theo, you see Lav just hold on to a bull. I give uh, a good old thumbs up. Uh, Goltol flies over and puts an actual, like, harness and, like, uh, muzzle on it, along with a couple horn caps. They're just the tennis bull, balls. As the, the steer just, like, fights you, and then eventually just just lays down exhausted. Lav's gonna tend to its wounds. Okay, it's it, you pretty easily do it. They, they're they mostly surface level. Bites and scratches from John. Can I tend to um, my own wounds? <laughs> sure. You, you tend to yourself. You're not bleeding or anything. Gotcha. He's gonna need some amoxicillin or some other type of antibacterial. As you say that, you see another figure appear coming over a hill. Lav gets ready to throw a knife. As it comes out, this one's human, actually. Uh, you see Julian come over the... Oh, Jesus. ...hill. Uh, on his shoulders are a, is a giant boar. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, you see he has, like, some cuts and puncture wounds, clearly from tusks, as he's just carrying a giant boar over his shoulders. Yeah, they're probably healing up pretty quick, though, right? Uh, surprisingly, they're not. No. Oh. Uh, he just walks over and goes, Oh, you found the other one? There were two? <laughs> Uh, he points to the boar over one shoulder. Irmanthian boar. From the Met? He nods. So apparently when you were doing this, Julian took down a boar that Hercules <laughs> fought. Yeah, tr- truly Julian is a modern day Hercules. He looks, now I can hold on to that for you. And he grabs and he holds out a hand to take the reign of the bull. Thank you. He just starts dragging the bull. <sighs> no. Uh, he starts, the bull is just following you guys at this point. <laughs> it's it's lost its will to fight. Lav is just quietly whispering to it, trying to calm it. Uh, for one, it actually seems to be working a little bit now. It wasn't before, but now it's so tired. It actually seems to be working. As you guys exit this back into this- This crazy purple chick actually may have some good ideas. <laughs> uh, you guys go back into the big circle room. Um, you see Lydia is still sitting with the rainbow crow. You see- the ghost standing in a circle of chalk with symbols Sergei has drawn. Uh, and you see Leo working on the keypad. Uh, as he comes in, Lydia goes, Oh, thank God, Julian, you're right. What, what happened to you? And Julian just tosses down the unconscious boar. And goes, no trouble. Uh, he looks at you guys. I will hold on to the bull. God. Okay. His eyes just cross. Like... <laughs> Exactly. She starts fanning herself again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Lab hasn't have... figured out her kink, but she knows that there's a kink. Oh, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Uh, John shakes his head and looks away. Is this every single time? John nods. <laughs> God. Annoyedly, he nods. Annoyed. How long have they been married? I don't, I don't know. Either too long or not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> we like that one. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next room. 
Uh, you guys have two unlocked rooms left. Okay. One is labeled Research Lab, and the other Creature Holding 2. Whatever's next, I guess. Uh, next in line is the Research Lab. Let me scroll down. Um, I'm guessing at this point you guys are just entering rooms. Yeah. Uh, you enter, and it looks like a classic, like, lab, like, a laboratory. You see against one lo- wall there's a line of monitors and computers. There's equipment everywhere. It's all very sterile and clean looking. She's going to be like, hey, Leo, you might want to copy the documents on these computers. Leo Leo comes in and goes, yeah, sure. Leo comes in and starts doing that. Um, do you guys walk through more into the lab? Yeah. Sure. Um, as Leo does that. Okay, you walk in. You notice along one wall, which is not quite normal for a lab, uh, there's just a wall of fire extinguishers. Oh, I think we found the salamander. Uh, and you walk up and you see Victoria and Kim standing in front of a giant, like, 15-foot-tall, 15-foot-wide vat of water with a giant window on it. You're gonna probably want these. She, Lab will say as she hands them a fire extinguisher. Kim goes, well, the problem is, you see that number? And you see a gauge next mm-hmm. to it? That's the temperature in there. In the water, uh, and you see it reads as 90. 90 degree water. Yep. So I'm sorry, like, it's actually reading 98 right now. So that's exactly human body temperature. Victoria goes, well, not quite, and points at the temperature again. And Is you it look in centigrade? at it. It's in Celsius. Jesus Christ. Is 98 degrees Celsius in there? Is two degrees away from boiling? Is there a drainage hmm. button? They both shake their heads. Uh, I will say, as you guys look at the big window, you see. Something swim by it, and you see what swimming up to the glass. You see a big flat head and two little tiny eyes. As you see a giant bright red axolotl looking at you guys through the glass. Hey there, cutie. Guy shakes its head, its frills swimming in the water. Do you want to come out of there? It swims away and then swims back. Lav will start looking around for a drainage. Kim will go, yeah, I don't think it's intelligent. I think it's an animal. I mean, that doesn't mean we can't talk to it. Uh, I guess, sure. Oh, wait, uh, Goltal. Goltal goes, yes, can can you go in? Goltal goes, possibly. I do not need to breathe, and I also can stand higher heats than you squishy humans. No offense. None taken. Why don't you hop in and grab them for us? I will need help getting out as I do sink. That's okay. We'll work on draining it. Yeah. I would also prefer if you find a way to lower the temperature. Can we, like, crack open the top of a fire extinguisher and pour the, pour the insides into the water? Um, yeah, sure. I'll say it's the type of uh, ones that uh, actively, like, cool as you spray them. Because some of them just smother flames. So I'll say these ones actively, like, also have the thing that cools it. That's a smart idea. Uh, do all you guys just, like, start spraying fire <laughs> extinguishers into the water? Sure. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. I'm down for that. Cool. That's actually a clever idea I didn't think of. Uh, yeah, I'll see with all you doing it, that absolutely works. Um, you see the temperature drops from 98 down to about 90. Perfect. And you see Goto just step in the water and sink to the bottom like a rock. And you see him kind of walk up, just walk on the bottom of this vat of water. You see the Let's axolotl. find a ladder to get him out. You see the salamander kind of swims up to him and kind of boops his nose with its face. Ah! And just kind of swims around him. This is too stinking cute. Uh, he has no expression on his face the whole time. Lev is just cooing as she's like working on this. 
Uh, okay. You try find a ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Roll me uh with plus composure and feel. You can do the same if you'd like. I will. Uh, Theo had his fight. Feels still a little tired from fighting the bull. He wasn't Look, gored by it, it. So hard. True. Lavender is actually more injured. Uh, five successes. <laughs> feel you find a ladder first. Uh, and you're able to drop it in. Got a ladder. Goltzel is able to wrap his hands around the salamander slash axolotl, and he starts climbing. Feel Romy's strength to hold the ladder steady. By the way, the salamander, the salamander is the size of a giant salamander. Just straight up so strength. So it's like four feet long. <laughs> and Just giant. straight up strength, Jacob? Just straight up strength. Okay, I'm going to spend a willpower point. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, two successes. Uh, you're able to hold it steady enough. As Galtal steps out of the water, you he- just feel the heat radiating off of this, uh, creature. You see the water just steaming off of it as they exit the water. Uh, Victoria will go, maybe, um, me and Kim should stay with Galtal with some fire extinguishers just in case. Sounds like a good yeah. idea. Sounds good. Okay. Uh yeah, that that's uh you guys start climbing down and you start heading to the exit. Uh and as you do from a different door uh to this lab, you see two figures walk in wearing lab coats and goggles. Let's tackle them. Um they just kind of look up at you guys and stop and the lab just jump and tackle one. Yeah. Okay. Roll me uh strength plus athletics. Theo will as well. Uh, same thing. No defense. They don't expect this. <laughs> Two successes. Hold on a moment, please. Five <laughs> successes. Uh, Theo, you tackle yours, and they just kind of bump their head and go unconscious. Or they faint. <laughs> they just faint. Uh, Lab, you're you're grappling this other scientist as he's going to try and reach and break out of it. What's your strength? Can I get a willpower point back for violence? Yes, you can. Uh, Lav, what's your strength score? Two. Two. Okay. All right. He is rolling uh, one die to try break free. He fails. Yes. Can I tie him up in a complex, like, hog tie? Absolutely, you can. If anybody knows about knots, it's Lav. Yeah, exactly. You instantly, quicker than anyone should, Lav just ties this guy up. Like, she somehow knows a perfect knot for tying someone's hands behind their back. Does John start blushing? (laughs) Uh, do do you do you look and see? Yes. John starts flushing a little bit and rubbing his wrist slightly. He he just all red after Lav winks at him, just completely red faced, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, you quickly tie up this other scientist. Who are you, Pete? Was there... oh, I'm guessing as you gag him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As he accepts his fate. Cool, we got him. I'll, I'll hog tie the other one. Yeah, the other one's unconscious and you tie him up. Uh, let's go to these last few doors. All right, there's only one unlocked door left. Let's fucking do it. You leave uh, Goltal to hold on to the salamander and Kim and Victoria stand by with fire extinguishers. Victoria, you know, is standing like far away from it. Fire, fire yeah. and vampires don't mix. Exactly. Uh, Leo jumps off the computers here and goes, all right, I might have found a code for this barracks door. Awesome. Um, And you guys entered the last room with only John this time. Uh, Animal holding two. Uh, You guys walk into a room and you see Red Fang and Blacktooth there. And you see Red Fang go, nope, nope, not going in there. 
Fred, we need to go in. Sure, you can go in. I'm staying away from that thing. Does Lav know if she's scared of uh, spiders or something? Uh, you don't know anything. Red Fang keeps a pretty cool exterior. You don't know if she's afraid of anything specific. I do not think I've ever seen you this shook. Well, it's a demon thing that will ki- that can't, I'm not saying it will, but can kill you in an instant. I should know. I'm not going in there. What is it? Blacktooth goes, well, um, Red Fang's kind of afraid of dogs. It's the shadow dog, the, the black hound. Delphi! Who? Uh, you see on the other end of this room, there's a doorway <laughs> leading to another room. Lev is gonna burst through that room. Uh, you leave everyone in the dust and you just run forward and you throw the door open to this room. And you go into a room, uh, you see a bowl of food and water to one side of this empty room. And you see a shadowy figure of Delphi laying on the floor with her back turned towards you. And as you throw open the door... Uh, and make this noise, Delphi looks up at you, and then you see from behind Delphi, one, no, two, no, five little black heads <coughs> pop up and look at you. Puppies! Do you, do you run forward? Lav, no, Lav stays low to the ground. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, Delphi, you poor thing. Uh, do you try and approach, like, slowly? Very Calmly. slowly, hands open. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me uh, present or manipulation plus animal can plus two because Delphi knows you. Yeah, she has puppies, so her personality may have changed to much more defensive. The the fact that you have to roll at all is because of the fact she has puppies. I was right. Um, that's three successes. Uh, you you get close, and she she kind of lowers her head, but like lets you approach. And as you approach, you just put a hand on her head, and she kind of pushes her head into your hand. As you see five little puppies nestled next to her, and then you see something else. Oh, God. You see a sixth little head of something you've never seen before. It's just a weird, like, partially hairless monkey thing with two giant eyes. Um, well, technically you are an omen, so... Yep, uh, among the five puppies, you see a baby eye-eye with the same shadow, dark-colored shadow coming off of it. Caleb, I'm going to tell you to Google what a baby eye-eye looks like right now. Oh, Jesus. I know what the, uh, an adult eye-eye looks like. Uh, you put your, like, your brain puts it together. Delphi isn't a dog. She's an omen. And omens can take the shape of lots of animals. Specific ones that represent, like, fear or danger or disaster. And I-Eyes are one of them. So Delphi has five puppies and a baby I-Eye nestled in with her. Oh, wow. They look almost pretty much just as horrifying as the adult. I would say worse. They look more helpless than the adult version, which isn't saying much. Yeah. So Lav knows Delphi can understand her, right? Mm, No. You know she's probably smarter than an average dog, but she's never talked to you. Uh, you talk to her through Charlie, roughly. Charlie isn't with us, right? No. Leo didn't bring his magic dog into the place that John, kidnaps magic you, animals. Do you know how to communicate to her what we have to do? No, I don't have that gift. Should that we power. call Leo in? Uh, I mean, she's a dog. If she trusts you, she might just come with you if you're trying to get her out of this place. All right, Lav will take this, like, sort of soft carry messenger bag she had in her bag, expecting to, like, have to put some smaller animal in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's you guys gonna brought like, stuff. She's going to very carefully show Delphi that they're putting the puppies in the pack. Uh, you rolled well enough last time that 
Delphi lets you. And she's going to be like, you can stay right next to me and I'll just hold the babies. Yeah, she gets up and just walks right next to you, right under where the babies are. Mm-hmm. I assume they're mostly asleep. Yeah, they all except are for the except I. for one. I. just poking out. Uh, one of the puppies is actually awake and kind of looking around. Well, I'll keep a hand in the bag. How old are they? Uh, surprisingly old. Like, they probably should not be this old. Uh, you think that omen, because again is an omen, uh, Delphi might give birth, whatever the process is, to puppies that already, you know, can see and hear, okay. unlike most dogs. So they're, they're not still completely clear- defenseless. Yeah, exactly, because again, Delphi is a magical creature. Yeah. So they look like a young dog, but uh, still a puppy, but one that's old enough, you know, unlike real life puppies to be able to see and hear and that stuff. So apparently I'm a grandmother now, I guess. She'll just sort of quietly pet it. Jacob's so excited to make dog noises. He's been he's been doing a lot of pretty good sound effects this session. He's been practicing for this his whole that's life. That's the I, I, no. <laughs> I don't know what noise I, I's make. What was the one you did at the beginning of this session? What note? Yeah, I think that's it. The crow? The crow. Yeah. Um, you are able to carry them outward, and you go back into the main room. I think Blattooth goes, um, if you guys need to keep moving forward to the last, like, room we can see, um, I can definitely watch the puppies and the dog. Okay, um, she's a little nervous with new people. Don't worry, so am I. I'm gonna give him a little, give him, give him a little smeck. A what? A smeck! Yes. Okay, it's... it's- Smick also pack. sounds like a weird way of pronouncing smack. It's a, it's a, yeah, or like just, a weird way of pronouncing snake. How dare you be shot? No, um, no, it's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little, little a, like a, a peck. It's a smooch peck, a smack. Okay, a little, little peck on the, on the lips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he returns it. He smiles a little bit. Gay. Indeed. Theo looks at the eye eyes or the eye eye. And he goes, man, lemurs are the bomb. Oh, I didn't see that one. That one's adorable. Red Fang comes up. <laughs> so yeah. you're scared of dogs, but you ain't scared of They're eyes. terrifying. Have you seen the teeth on a dog? Have you seen the teeth on this thing? She's Have not a dog. Te- I, she looks like a dog. Yeah, she has but the she teeth isn't. of a dog. She isn't actually a dog. Those things will break bones. I'm not fucking around with that. Trust me, I know they can break bones. Yeah, I think she's earned it. <laughs> Does uh, Lab know? I will say you, you've you dated Red Fang. Uh, not dated, sorry. You've been friends with Red Fang long enough. You know that Red Fang, to become a Sin Eater, was killed by a feral dog. Do you know what? Valid. The same, technically the same feral dog uh, also killed Blacktooth. But while Red Fang was killed right away, Blacktooth uh, was just badly injured. And then the, there's so much bacteria in this feral dog's mouth that it's actually the bacteria and disease that killed Blacktooth. Do you know what? You're valid, but maybe this is a good way to start desensitizing. I'll start with the weird, cute monkey thing. Lemurs are great. I know, right? The worst they're going to do is, like, steal your steal your wallet. I've decided now that all that it takes to be a good animal in Fio's mind... Uh, there are good animals under the, other than this, but uh, you just have to hang out in trees. Koalas, lemurs, <laughs> if you're in a tree, you're good in Dio's mind. Gibbons? Yeah, exactly. Not gorillas, though. No. Gorillas hang out in trees sometimes. That's true, they do sometimes. So that's very true. 
There's the exception that proves the rule. No, I'm just joking. Theo's got no problem with gorillas. Gorillas are good. Which means that Theo, unlike me, likes birds. I forgot why you hate birds. They're creepy. They got beady little creepy little eyes. <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, Red Fang, Red Fang and Blacktooth will watch Del- Delphi and the puppies. Red well, I Fang's think we have going to refer to, to them as the babies. Sure, the babies. Red Fang's will take your advice and try and stay near Delphi. Um, Lav is gonna, I, I mean, I bet Delphi is pretty interested in her since she's holding one of her babies. Uh, I mean, Red Fang actually reached for one of them and Del- Delphi still growled. And she went, okay, not even that one. Lav will give Delphi, like, a gentle pat and a hug. Del- Delphi will lick your face. Aww. It kind of tingles a little bit. I don't know what's up way. with your shadow magic, but I love you. Yes, I do. She See, this is why we again. could never work out. I totally understand why you're scared of dogs, but... Yeah, they're dangerous. I'm also, I also don't like bears for that reason. I think bears and dogs are on different levels. Psh, both can kill you. And, and so can... This guy. Like, like, look this lemur. That thing can't kill you. Yeah, it can. How? She's literally an omen. But the, the, they don't. Are you saying they cause disasters, Lavender? No, I'm just saying if you see her. I thought you didn't give in to that misconception. Also, nails and nails and gangrene. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, so you look around the room, and it's an odd assortment of people and animals. You see Julian holding onto a giant boar and the lead to a bull. You see Lydia standing there with a crow in a cage. You see Sergei chanting something to a ghost who's in a circle of chalk. You see Golto holding a giant axolotl that's steaming, with two other, with Kim and Victoria holding fire extinguishers pointed at them. <laughs> and then you see Blacktooth with a shadow dog and five puppies and a baby eye eye. Good. All right, let's get going. Yeah, we need to get, get out, out of here, here at some point. As you say that, Leo goes, all right, uh, I think I got the door open. No, oh, thank God. Let's go. Uh, you guys head into the last room. It's called the barracks. You enter, and the first room you enter is nothing like any of the other rooms you've been in. It looks like a little living room area, like one you might find in a dorm room. You see this kind of cheap couch sitting there with a little coffee table, and that's about it. There's a small bookshelf with a couple books on it. Uh, and then just two doors, and then two other doors at the other end. Okay, let's stop, look, and listen. Okay. Um, are you listening at one of the doors? Yeah. Uh, you listen at one of the doors. Um, roll me wits plus composure, both of you guys. So that's four successes. Hang on, I accidentally closed my dice roller app to look at pictures of lemurs. Jesus Christ, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) That's staying in the episode. Yeah, I mean, of course. (laughs) I think the audience will agree that was the best use of my time. (laughs) New poll, new audience poll. Should Caleb look at lemurs? Instead of having his dice roll app open. Should we replace Theo and Lav with two lemurs dressed like Theo and Lav? (laughs) Stop ruining season two, campaign two, Caleb. I mean, we're naming the, uh, the I.I. Zabu, so. Um... Absolutely should. I 100% agree with that. Uh, two successes. All right, uh, Theo, you hear, like, s- like shuffling about on, like, some sheets moving about, uh, and you hear um, some sort of stringed instrument being plucked at. Uh, oh. Lavender, you rolled four successes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you hear that. You also hear what sounds like someone, like, turning the pages of a book. 
You There's, like, clearly the distinct sound of, like, three people in this room. All right, let's check the other room. Okay. You you listen at the door. Uh, this one's a lot easier. You hear a couple voices in there and some, like, um, uh, what sounds like maybe, like, some plates and stuff moving around. All right. Um, so that's a canteen. That's, like, okay. bedrooms. I think we need to surprise them and keep them quiet. So we... So let me just get this straight. Like, we have to go through one of these to get out. I mean, at this point, the only options are these ones or going backtracking to a room we've already been in. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I think we have to... I, I will say if you're trying to surprise quiet. people, it sounds like this door you just listened to with plates and stuff, people seem a lot more, like, active in it and moving around. With the other room, people, like, there's less movement and stuff. So Okay. All right, so I think we need to go through this room. The Not the one with... L- the sleepy room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you guys try to poke your head in first? Or do you just kick in the door? I think we should open the door quietly with our weapons out and say, like, don't make a sound. Okay. So you're not peeking in first. You're just opening it. Well, we should maybe peek. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an option. You can either, like, try and peek in and, like, do it stealthily and get in the room before they notice, and then you'll be in the room when you talk, or Let's you can, like, that. kick in the door and surprise them. Let's be stealthy. Okay. Roll me dexterity plus stealth. Gonna oh. use willpower. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I'll also roll for John, who I will have... also... John will also use a willpower. One success. Let's see here. John is like the knight. Stealth plus willpower is four dice. Three successes. Uh, John's like the knight. Um, Who's taking lead? Uh, I'm guessing one of you two. Oh, I was assuming John with a roll like that. Well, I mean, you don't know what role he had until you guys start opening the door. That's true. Um, Lav has been taking lead in this mostly. Uh, So does that mean you want to again or you want Fio to take lead? I'll let Caleb decide. You can take the lead. I got no issue with that. Okay. Uh, You crack open the door and you look in uh, and you see what looks like a bunk room with a... a, You see three bunk beds in it, like three sets of bunk beds uh, in it. You see... And you see some people in there. You see laying in one of the bunks, uh, you see a male-bodied person with their shirt off laying on one of the beds. Um, Their arms are kind of up behind their head. Uh, and you notice they have some scarring on the inside of one of their elbows. You mm. you can roll me wits plus medicine if you want to see if you can recognize what the scarring might be from. Uh, one success. You don't really know fully. You you see like marks, like they're they're kind of straight lines, scars down the inside of the elbow. Uh, next you see. On the other end of the room, you see a female-bodied person uh, reading a book at a desk. Uh, as you look, you notice they only have uh, one arm. Mm. Um, and finally, you see a androgynous-looking person uh, sitting in a chair at the back of the room uh, with a guitar on their lap. You see they're wearing a shirt and pants, uh, much like the female-bodied person who was wearing a shirt, unlike the person on the bed. Um but they seem to be wearing uh, some sort of like garment that's covering their the lower half of their face and their neck, like something someone might wear with a hat when it's cold out, mm. like the lower half of like a bava clava. Okay. Let me roll to see if they notice you. Come in. Um, what did you get? 
Caleb? I got three successes. Okay. I'm going to average your guys' scores together. Um, and they're going to also take a penalty because they don't expect their people, you guys to be here. They're not ah, on alert. you're going the Matthew Mercer route. Yeah. They don't seem to notice you guys as you open the door and slowly and step into the room. Awesome. Like, they, they all seem to, like, one of them's looking at a book. One of them's looking at their guitar. The one on the bed is just kind of, their eyes are kind of half closed. They're a bit, a bit preoccupied. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you guys do when you step into the room? I would say... Past this point, you probably can't stealth past this point, but they haven't noticed you when you step into the room. Is there a door on the other side of this room? Nope. So what, should we just leave? Because, like, if this isn't the way out, we already have the animals. Yeah, but we're, they could be back up. So what we need to do is disable, like, dis disable them. I mean, we can, we can be preemptive about it, but uh, I mean, if, if we're just good at getting out before they can be alerted. Uh, you definitely try to get back out. Um, I will say you guys have stepped into the room. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we can, like, get out of this entire building before... Maybe that's being hopeful, but if we can get out of this entire building before they're even alerted... Totally up to you guys. You can talk to them, or you can try to just step back out of the room. I think we need to disable them. Okay. I mean, I'm down for whatever. Yeah. You'll you'll get the drop on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the risk plus past reward here. Uh, So what do you guys do? Do you say something, or...? I think... Theo has the gun. I do have a gun. You do. None of them seem to be armed, at least as far as you can tell. So do you want to say something? Sure. Um, hey, animals, are these guys bothering you? Um. <laughs> Christ. Uh, Jacob, will I get a bonus from uh, stunning looks because they're intimidated by my beauty, by how hot I am? No. This they're probably going to be focusing Jacob. more. No, they're going to be focusing more on the gun versus your guns. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to come in, gun out, and guns out. Um, you rip the sleeves off of whatever you're wearing. Yeah, of course. Um, and just say, um, we're going to restrain you. What the uh, fuck? If you resist, things are going to go bad for you. Uh, fuck! Uh, as you, like, before you even finish, the guy who was laying on the bed, the male-bodied person, just yeah. kind of goes, what the fuck? And rolls off the bed in surprise. <laughs> Don't um, say a word. Don't resist. Don't cause us any trouble. Uh, I will say, um, as you guys are saying this, they they will have a kind of immediate reaction. I, I will say, as just you guys start talking, the person sitting with the guitar is going to stand up quickly, dropping the guitar. Um, and as they do, you see a this spectral figure start to appear behind them. I'm going to try to knock them out with my... Hang on, hang on. Hang on, this is, this is, before you do anything, this is just happening, like, in the split second as you guys start saying, calm down, don't do anything. And just as, as you start talking, this, these three things happen. Um, the person reading the book stands up quickly, and you see them just essentially stick, um, they're missing their arm just below, just above the elbow. Uh, you see them stick their, the stub, the... The part of their arm they're missing. Uh, you nope. see them. St- they you see them stick the end of that limb into what looks like a thing of clay. That's just their immediate reaction. And then you then you guys finish going. Don't calm down. Don't do anything. Uh, roll me presence plus intimidation, Theo. Mm. Uh, with a plus one. 
because you are armed. I am holding a gun. Yeah. Uh, oh, specifically, really I wanted to cut you off, Ruby, because you might not have to do anything. This is just like in the split second, their reaction. They haven't actually moved to attack you at all yet. Uh, six successes. You see them all just kind of stand there looking at you. Uh, the female bodied person with their arms stuck in the clay goes, who are you? How the fuck did you get in here? Okay. Uh, two things. One, I'm the one asking the questions here. Got it. She, she holds up her hand <laughs> like, 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 two. like in like form of like, okay. All right. Yeah. Too. I may look. I may look a bit like a movie hero, but I am not aiming to disarm right now. Gun is trained on center of mass. You guys got that? Um. You see the one who fell out of the bed stands up and nods. Damn it, Fio's hot. <laughs> uh, the one who fell out of the bed just kind of goes, "What? Okay. Uh, we're not. We're unarmed. Uh, we're not doing anything. What? What do you guys want? Um. Um. Do you, Do you want money? We don't have money here." We really are nothing. We're going to restrain you in here. Don't resist. Don't do anything stupid. Sure. Yeah. Lev is going to restrain and gag every single one of them. Okay, so you guys start crossing the room to restrain them. And I know you guys have something odd about you. Don't try anything. Um, you see the figure at the back of the room that's had the ghostly figures start to appear? Uh, you see that figure disappears. They hold up their hands in front of you and start making um hand symbols. That you guys don't know what they're trying sign to say, language. but it's clear they're communicating with, they're trying to use sign language. The, the person who, the shirtless one who fell out of the bed goes, can you, can you, um, they're just asking that you tie their hands in front of them so they can at Got least, it. you know, talk to us. Uh, gotcha. Lavel, Lavel nod and give them like the phone to answer questions. Okay. So they can like type on a phone. Yeah. To answer questions. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, they they don't resist you. You you you. It takes you a little while to figure out how to tie the hands of the person who's missing an arm, but you I figure don't think it, it out. Ta- I don't think it takes live any time. Well, you kind of have to. You have to kind of angle their one arm upward so you can tie the wrist off to where their she, other limb ends. I think ends. Lab ties her wrists to her, her wrist to her body and ties oh, okay, her yeah. upper arm to her body. Oh, you also tie the upper arm to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That totally works. And we'll line them up against against the back wall. Yeah, they they don't resist you at all. Uh, do you try and gag them? Yes. Okay. What do you do to the the person you handed the phone to? Um, types out on a phone fo- on the phone and shows you. It says, "No need to gag me." Are you mute? They nod. Why are you guys here? As one of them opens their mouth to say something, you hear the door. To this room open. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you turn around and you see a uh, small female bodied uh, a person. Like, um, they look about your guys' age. Uh, you see them, they're kind of backing into the room, opening the door with their back. And they walk in going, all right, you guys, I brought food. Uh, and you see them turn around. Uh, you notice they have an eye patch over one eye. And they just, uh, she just kind of backs into the room. And turns around with a tray full of food. Uh, and you see behind her, you see another guy um, who's a couple of years older. And she kind of backs in and turns around and sees all of you three in the room. Theo, can you train the gun on them? Oh, I'm, yeah. it's already trained. Yeah, I Believe assumed. Me. As soon as he heard the door opening, yeah. he was no, like, she yep. just, They both just walk in and stop and stare at you guys. And you see her eye scanning the you guys and trying to f- figure out what's going on. And then suddenly her eyes stop 
uh, and she drops the tray of food with a gasp, and she goes, "You're you finally came back." Jesus Christ! And before you guys can do react at all, she runs forward and throws her arms around John's neck and kisses him, and that's where we're ending part one. Bitch! Um, awesome. That's I great. Hope, I hope everyone enjoyed part one of the finale. This is not at all what I expected. This is... What a curveball. Well done, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you, everyone, for listening to um, part one of the season two finale, uh, Enter the Side Rooms. But yeah, thank you, everyone, listening. This is uh, part one. Part two will be coming out next. And then, just like season one, we will be putting out a kind of season two uh, epilogue. Just wrapping up. It'll be an in-between, wrapping up any loose ends and setting up some stuff for season three. Um, we're so happy. I'm so happy we reached this point. Thank you for coming along with us through moves and technical difficulties and corrupted and cursed episodes we've lost. Ah, uh, the cursed episodes. I know this one was a little bit of a dungeon crawl, but I hope there was enough variety, enough little fun rooms that you guys enjoyed it. Um, and of course, as always, thank you for listening and thank you to our Patreon. Thank you to our patrons on Patreon. I always fuck that one up for supporting us and helping us do this i hope in these trying times we can offer everyone a little bit of entertainment uh thank you again to everyone any final words you guys uh yeah i just uh wanted to say that i'm really excited to uh jump into season three with everybody whenever that happens and um uh thank you all for continuing to support us uh it's given me something to do while i'm uh practicing social distancing you're practicing social distancing and my dumb fucking immune system's like haha quarantine my immune system could not take corona any final words ruby uh i just want to say what the fuck jacob <laughs>